Thanks for coming to hear the court on the street. Ooh, I am your haunt host, Vince. And oh, I've been caught and hogtied with an ethereal rope by your lasso host, Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? Oh, I'm wonderful. How was uh, how was yeah, your day? I was it was fine. Just you know, I had the day off today, so it was nice. Got my shopping. Oh, uh, in nice order. day off, huh? Yeah, yeah. Won't won't happen again for another six weeks. Actually, no, another Monday coming up. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six six weeks is about uh, how it goes. But I do have a vacation coming up, so. Hopefully I'll get some time out there. Well, and next uh, Monday then. is uh, Memorial Day, so. Oh, yeah, that's when my vacation starts, actually. Oh. <laughs> you know, I never know when the Monday holidays are. Come. Like, I like just looking at my work schedule and being like, oh, nice, a holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so welcome, listeners. Uh, here I Quirt on the street. Uh, we choose one of 28 words uh, generated from the puzzle word game Quirtle. Uh, today, we're choosing words from May 15th to the 21st, um, and you can see what those words are at Quirt on the Street on our social medias, and hopefully, if you're listening to us, go ahead and type us up what you think. Send it over to us, but with without further ado, go ahead and get into the episode. Um, I am first this week, right? Yes. Should. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. The word that I chose this week is koala. Yeah, I have I have no idea what to expect from this. I saw yeah. this as your selection, and I was like, what is he going to talk about? It's going to be kind of I fun. was like, what does your brain think about when you think of koala? Because I, tr- no, I was trying to think of something, like, random and different. Nope. But I couldn't think of anything. I was like, I don't know yeah. where he's going with this. So you I'm know intrigued. what my brain thinks of? Yeah. Koalas. Koalas? Now, I never... Uh, claim to be original you know i already stole one segment from another podcaster and today i'm going to steal another segment from um my best friend josh um and we're gonna make a tier list oh okay <laughs> so there you go oh, just sent you over a link in our in our discord uh and you can go ahead and click on that and we are going to be ranking the best marsupials oh <laughs> What uh, an activity. Yeah. The best marsupials. Okay. Best marsupials. I have notes on uh, each of them. There should be uh, 10 in here. Um, I'll go ahead and read them off now. Um, We got the bilby, the kangaroo, the koala, the numbat, the opossum, the kuaka, (laughs) the sugar glider, the Tasmanian devil, the wallaby, and the wombat. These are the 10 uh, marsupials that I've chosen. Um, and you know we can go through i have sort of a what i've deemed a positive trait of each of these animals and mm-hmm. a negative trait of them oh, so do you want me to just go yeah so you're so you're gonna want... you're gonna tell me these and then after you do then we're gonna rank these yeah okay yep. yeah precisely yeah. okay yeah go for it all right we'll start off with the bilby you ever heard of a bilby i've heard of it but i did i've never seen one before all right i would encourage you to google these as we are going along uh, the, the, you know, tier list pictures are kind of small. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Bill B is like, I don't know. All marsupials are kind of weird. I encourage the listeners to go ahead and Google these as I talk about them too. Um, uh, Bill B. It's a bunny rat. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's what, that's all marsupials are bunny rats. Just differing sizes of them. Uh, yeah. But like the ears. Except for the just... Tasmanian devil. 
the ears on this one just make me think bunny. Yep. Yep. Uh, interesting thing. The a sort of a unifying trait of marsupials is that they store fat in their tails. So like as they get fat or skinny, their bodies don't change all that much. Their tails do, which kind of makes for some funny pictures if you're looking for a picture to use on a tier list plaque. There's a uh, Bilby movie, apparently. Interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, the Bilby, the interesting, the positive facts that I have about them is they are prolific tunnelers. They can have like a 10 foot tunneling system, which is apparently quite a bit. To put that in perspective, like these things are about a third the size of a groundhog, and that's about the extent that a groundhog den uh does too so they have like huge dens that they burrow hmm. um also their pouch is backwards normally like their pouch opens up like toward their face mm-hmm. but their pouch opens up toward their butt i didn't know what to do with that so i put it in positive traits wait um, open so like it opens going down yeah like it's on their back oh and it opens up toward their butt Oh, okay. Or maybe maybe not. Maybe it's still on their front, but it still opens up toward their hind legs rather than their front legs. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and also, uh, apparently, maybe the movie actually explains this particular point. I didn't see it, but I was searching for like other facts. But Australians, they, there have been petitions to replace the Easter bunny with an Easter bilby in Australia. I could see it. Yeah. I mean, just this. It would be cool. Uh, hold on, I'll send it to you. Just this uh, image alone that I found totally gives me that vibe. Okay. Easter bunny vibes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's that's definitely... Yeah, so for anyone listening that wants bunny-like. to know what we're looking at, uh, just Google search Bilby, DreamWorks uh, animated movie, <laughs> and there, <laughs> there's a picture of the main character just chilling in some bright green grass. He's blue. Yeah. He's got a cloudy, puffy bird thing next to him. I mean, he's making the DreamWorks face. He looks all too. sorts of maniacally cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have positive about the building. Negative, <laughs> though. They have bad eyesight. Uh, it's mostly made up for by their other senses, but it does leave them vulnerable to predators while they're above ground. They spend about 80% of their life below ground, but when they come up for food or whatever, they are particularly vulnerable because these these stupid idiots can't see okay so i have interjection i have a question that is relevant yeah. to this so, are are these negatives for us or for them like what are we what are we na- ranging I don't know. negative you know what i mean like is it uh, is it bad for it's them sort of or it's is it sort of overall either okay i don't know it's 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 when i was researching them i would just look up like whatever fun facts and whatever i thought sounded like a negative i would put that as the negative Okay. It's not entirely scientific. All right, I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist here. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I gave all the marsupials a fair shake. So, you know, proceed. All right. With proceeding, I'll go on to the kangaroo. That's all you need to know about bilbies. I have one positive, one negative fact for each of these things. To, okay. Okay. In, in the interest of time. Um. So kangaroos. Uh, kangaroos. You know, besides looking cool, like being the one of the cooler animals. Mm-hmm. that we know of just sort of on our on the top of our head uh kangaroo's defense mechanism is also pretty cool um if they're being chased or threatened in some way their tendency is to try to lure the attacker to water where the kangaroo will try to drown them 
<laughs> they're just savages all around. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. They're like, they're like, oh no, I'm being attacked. Oh, a river. And then they just. Yeah. So he's either going to drown you or he's going to just turn into Mike yeah. Tyson and pummel you. Or like do a, do a kick to you. Kangaroo. J- yeah. What's the Jack? Kangaroo Jack? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. hit you with a bicycle kick like he's Chun-Li yeah. from, or not Chun-Li. What's the, uh, what's the dude's name? Liu Kang? Mm-hmm. Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Yeah, Liu Kang. But these idiots can't move backwards. Wait, like at all? They can't move backwards. So yeah. they just have like to they turn. Have to, like they have to turn around like they're, like they're Lara Croft in <laughs> the first Tomb Raider. <laughs> now I just want somebody to make a modded version where you're playing as a kangaroo through that game. <laughs> I mean, it's, ex- it's exactly it. You know what? Any game with that control style from the PS1 era would work. Uh, you had to do that. Well, no, you could move backwards in Metal Gear Solid. Yep. So, yeah. Very slowly, but yeah, no, these idiots can't move backwards, so that's that's the negative. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll move on to koalas. Koalas were kind of tough. Um, they're just kind of honestly, they're just kind of boring. Yeah, they're just cute and chill. Yeah, compared to the rest of the animals on this, I don't even think they're that cute. They're just, I don't know. They're no koalas they get more, are definitely cute. Eh, they get more due than they're worth. I don't uh, so anyway, I don't think Joey's. So. Those cute little bears. Yeah, they're not bears though. You know that, right? I, I know, but okay, <laughs> they just look like a cute little bear. Yeah. Uh, f- fun fact: I don't think this was a positive or a negative, but koala apparently in the indigenous languages around means oh, fuck. Uh, means no water. I think because huh. koalas, and actually, this is another common trait among marsupials. They don't need to drink a whole lot of water. You know, they're native to deserts. So they get most of their water from their diet. Yeah, from eating mainly why plants. Yeah, mainly why koalas like eucalyptus. Yep. Um, speaking of eucalyptus, I'll go with their negative first. Actually, um, there are about a seven hundred different species of eucalyptus. Unfortunately, these idiots will only eat fifty different species of them. <laughs> so, like, why are they limiting themselves? Like, my man, my man's only like stuff on the kids' menu. I know, right? It's it's like it's like I'll have the hot dog, eucalypt- mac and cheese. I'll have the eucalyptus chicken fingers, please. Yep, yep. Uh, but they're joeys, which are baby marsupials in general. Uh, they'll stay in their mother's pouch for about six months, and after that, they ride on their mother's backs for another six months. That actually is incredibly cute. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's yeah, adorable. But that is the most positive fact that I could think about for koalas. I eliminated some marsupials from the list. I couldn't eliminate koalas just because they're too cute. That's the marsupial that everybody knows because they're adorable. But literally, their only positive trait is that they're cute. Mm. So yeah. they're the Hollywood marsupial. No, they're not actually. We'll get to that later. And now for the numbat. <laughs> the numbat is a animal that I did not know about before this, but they're actually pretty cool. I had no um, idea what it was. I'm googling it now. Yeah, they're they're actually really cool. They're like a oh, it's got like an anteater tongue. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah they're like an ant. They're like an anteater squirrel zebra. <laughs> Yo, this guy is dope. Yeah, this dude's this dude's wicked cool. Can you get these uh, as a pet? That, I don't know. I I one of those sites that I that I kept coming back to for the research on this did ask that question for basically each one of these things. Can you keep it as a pet? Um, so maybe you could find that site. I don't know what it was. 
I just recognized it by the end. <laughs> but these dudes are pretty cool. Um, they're like pest controls. That's kind of another common trait among marsupials. They like to eat other pest species. So these dudes eat termites. Their diet is almost entirely termites, and they can eat 20,000 termites in a day. Damn. Yeah. Some, it's crazy. Like 20,000 of anything. Some Takeru Kobayashi shit right there. Yep. Yep. And now, the negative of them is that they're quite small. Uh, they range anywhere from 9.9 .9 to 19 ounces. Oh. Um, yeah. So they are, you know, what, a half to one and a half pounds? Yeah. Uh, so they're pretty small, and that makes them susceptible to predators. And they have a lot of predators. To name a few is the little eagle, the collared sparrowhawk, the brown shock, the red fox, and the carpet python. So basically, anything that you can think of that eats another thing, eats these dudes. <laughs> Damn, they're the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, I mean, termites are the bottom of the food chain because they can, they can yeah. fucking house some termites. Yeah, but bottom but of yeah. the big kids table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that, we'll go on to the opossum. Um, I will pronounce it opossum because <laughs> there is actually a different species that is called possum. We don't have them in North America. So up here, we just get used to saying opossum as possum because we don't have to learn a different thing. Hmm. Uh, but there is a possum. But I got rid of it off this list because it was fucking boring. <laughs> so we have the opossum. <laughs> I love your rationale because it was fucking boring. Yep. Yep. I couldn't find two things that I could consider objectively positive or objectively negative. So it went. It, hmm. it wasn't worth it wasn't worth getting into it. Um, but the opossum. Um, I I love these dudes. Honestly, like the opossum gets a bad rap. They people think they're ugly. And I guess I get that, but they're like badass. Um, their main source of food in you know North America is pest species. So they eat a lot of ticks. They eat a lot of mosquitoes. They eat they eat wasps. Uh, in fact, in my backyard. When we moved into this house, we had a wasp nest and we had an exterminator come and check out the wasp nest. And he was like, ah, yeah, no, the opossum must have gotten to it before me. And it was just gone. Was, <laughs> these dudes just like stick their head into like ground bees and wasp nests and just eat them all. <laughs> wow. They're great. Yeah, they're they're great, which is why it's, it's pretty upsetting that people like call animal control on these dudes. I've actually heard several stories of people in animal control, like taking opossums and just like instead of putting them down, like just taking them somewhere else where somebody's not going to complain about them. Yeah. So they're pretty cool. Um, but their defense mechanisms are pretty bullshit. <laughs> um, just don't do a whole lot. Yeah, literally do nothing. Their defense mechanism is to play dead, which <laughs> is fine usually, but it's involuntary for these guys. So it's like so the fainting get, goats. It's exactly like the it's fainting the goats. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same reflex as the fainting goats. They just they just scream and flop over. Um, See, that's hilarious. The, it is hilarious, but with the opossum, it's less hilarious because they also release an odor at the same time that literally smells like a rotting carcass. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so it's a fainting goat skunk is what you're telling me. Yeah, it's a fainting goat skunk. So, <laughs> so yeah, like it's, 
it's a defense mechanism, but it, it kind of sucks because they don't have any control over it. You know, they can't they can't play dead and also drown someone at the same time. See, it's 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 really it's kind of ironic because they kind of like the fainting goat. Like, there's nothing really scary about the little fainting goat. It's just adorable. But the possums yeah. are kind of like angry looking a little bit. They, they could, are, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just got that bitch maneuver to playing dead. They got those doll's eye. They yeah. got those dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. But oh. now I, I actually, I like these guys, you'll, which you'll see in a little while. But these, I, I really do think they get a bad rap. So if you're out there and you're you know, not a fan of opossums, go ahead and take a look at how actually cool and useful they are. And let's move on uh, to the Kawaka. Um, apparently that's how it's pronounced. I did. I have no idea what this if, is. If I see the word, I, I say Kawaka. But apparently that's like a, a North American thing. So it's, it's that's adorable. It sure is. <laughs> and this is the positive. They are adorable. They are absolutely like <laughs> compare these dudes and koalas. Oh, they shit on the koalas. Koala, yeah, they shit all over. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't even look real. They're so cute. Yep. So koalas are known as the happiest animal on Earth. This is their positive trait. Uh, they're just so friggin' adorable. Known as the happiest animal on earth because their mouth just looks like it's always smiling. And us, as humans, we're dumb and we think that animals have facial expressions. <laughs> so that's the positive about this dude is he's, is he's damn cute. Um, the negative, though, is they're basically influencers. Um, <laughs> they just peer so, pressure everyone around them? No, no, no. They're, they're like straight up Instagram influencers uh, with the likes of Sean Mendez, Chris Hemsworth, Demi Lovato, Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie, and Roger Federer all taking selfies with them. So they've just sold out. Huh. Um, that's the negative. The negative is they do, they're just. <laughs> yeah, they're sellouts. They're, they just they're took fake. the money. They took the money yep, that they just, can't use. They're fake Instagram models. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I, li- I like it. I respect yep, yep. it. Also, fun fact, uh, apparently new bats are endangered, so I don't believe you can have them as pet. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of marsupials are actually endangered because most of them are native to Australia and like humans just took over like 85% of the habitable area in Australia. Yeah. You know, like only about 5% of Australia is worth living on. And the humans were like, num, 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 that's mine. <laughs> yep. Which is why my buddy Kyle, like, I, you don't, wouldn't really think it would happen. Like, you know, the traditional thing, like, oh, you live in Australia, you must see kangaroos all the time. Because let's be honest, they, they really don't in, like, the major city areas. But nope. Kyle just sends me a video one morning of just two kangaroos fighting in his backyard. <laughs> so it's like man you're falling into the stereotype <laughs> yeah he's got he's seeing kangaroos in his backyard he's got his kangaroo scrotum coin purse yep yep you remember he's, those yeah you remember when we found those yep i do it was so what weird. weird what a weird so industry. weird yep and sugar gliders uh do you know what a sugar so glider is cool these are these are actually really cool these i want them the but you have ones. to get two of them apparently or it's re- oh, really? really, really recommended that you have two, yeah. Are they like guinea pigs? I don't... In that? I, I just remember looking into it, and, and they recommended that they have two, like, they bond... The same thing yeah. with, like, uh, chinchillas. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically my positive of them. They're very social, so they make great pets. 
Um, but if you have to have two of them, that sort of puts a damper on this positive aspect of it a little bit. But I know that guinea pigs are like this too. Um, in fact, in the Netherlands, it's illegal to own only one guinea pig because really? of how social they are. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, if you have just one guinea pig, they develop some pretty severe depression and it, it like significantly shortens their lifespan to the point that Holland has considered it animal cruelty. Wow. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Um, the negative of the sugar glider, though, which is an even bigger pent deterrent, is that even though they're pretty small, uh, they grow up to the maximum they grow to is about 13 inches long and five ounces fully grown. Um, even though they're that small, they have a bark that can be louder than a dog. <laughs> like <laughs> That's crazy to think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't specify in the article that I saw, so I imagine, like, any dog. Like, imagine this this little dude just, like, screaming louder than a husky. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh, yeah? Because I want to hear I'll it. I'll be interested. I actually didn't bother doing that. I I researched this pretty pretty late at night, and I was like, okay, it's just, it's bedtime now, and I can't look up the sugar glider's bark. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, is it is it really that loud? <laughs> it's pretty loud. I wouldn't say it's it's not as like piercing as a dog. Hold on, I'll just mm. I'll just stream. Yeah, these. stream it. Uh, all right, let's see. <laughs> it's a it's a literal squeaky toy. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Is a squeak toy. Like yeah. unless unless it's just a unless it's a bad mic. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to the Tasmanian Devil. Obviously, the way that most of us are familiar with the Tasmanian Devil is Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. um, which is surprisingly not entirely inaccurate. Um, they don't like spin around like a whirling dervish, um, but their positive trait that I chose is that they their bite is estimated to be around 544 kilograms per square inch. That means that regardless of species, they can bite through bones. Oh, yes. So they have this incredibly strong jaw that can also open to like 80 degrees. Wow. Which is I'm, I'm finding it hard to. Yeah, it's terrifying, but I'm finding it hard to think of like something to compare it to. I guess like the dad with his long mouth in Beetlejuice. Yeah. In the Beetlejuice movie, like <laughs> the way that he opens his mouth. Yeah. Like it's probably like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, these things are these things are. They're mostly scavengers. They're not very aggressive, but they are vicious. And they just eat the entirety of their prey. Like, they don't leave a scrap behind. And that's pretty cool to me. No, it is cool. Um, but when they're threatened, it's funny that a lot of the negatives are the defense mechanism. But the defense mechanisms are usually pretty interesting. Um, when these idiots feel threatened, they... Yawn. Like it's literally a, a yawn. Like it's a the same Why? thing they do when they're tired. They yawn. I don't know. It's just their defense mechanism. Uh, maybe it's because you know they open their mouth uh, and it can look aggressive, but it's actually more a display of fear and anxiety. <laughs> so I actually think like the plaque that I chose for the Tasmanian Devil here, you may be able to see it. Like, I actually think that that's a yawn that it's doing and not, like, a yell. Yeah, it might be. But uh, they are pretty cool. They're actually pretty cool looking, too. They they are literally, like, tiny black bears. And I am 
into that. Yeah, they do kind of look like tiny black bears. You're yep. right. Uh, next, we're moving on to the wallaby. Um, I didn't actually know what a wallaby was, I think. I knew the word wallaby. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I knew what they looked like before researching this uh, because it's a funny word and I didn't want to ruin it with what it actually is, which is kind of just a tiny kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're apparently not very similar to kangaroos in basically any way other than looks. But that's what we would think they are based on a cursory okay. Google search. Yeah. So um, the positive that I have for them is that they communicate by thumping their feet on the ground, hissing, grunting, growling, and freezing in one position. Huh. So these dudes like... They just throw a tantrum. Just like... They just like growl at each other and stomp and play charades. <laughs> that's their that's the way that they talk to each other. Hey, can you get me a meal from over there? And they just like act that out through charades. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the negative that I have for them is they are I wrote they are slow. I think I should put they're lazy. No, um, okay. I think. I think they actually are slow, but I couldn't find any stats on like how slow they are, like what their max speed is or anything. Uh, but they're they're also lazy. Like they sleep about fifteen hours a day, which when you're talking about a house cat that doesn't have to deal with any threats ever, gets their food served to them is fine. But these idiots just like sleep out in the open for fifteen <laughs> hours a day. They just get drunk and pass out. I mean, come on. Wallabies these days just don't want to work anymore. <laughs> I just pictured a giant field of these just all passed out in it. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's basically it. Like, what would you do if you were in Australia and you just stumble across, the, you just stumble over this hill and there's just this field filled with passed out wallabies? Man, Australians just must. <laughs> like one day you're stumbling into a field of trees that are just covered in spider webs from those giant spiders and yep. the, uh, you you try to you try to get away from that turns out that was the spider's launching yeah. pad and you just get spiders rained on you another yep. day in a different spot you're running away and you trip over you're coming over to the top of a hill and you trip and fall and roll down the hill and just land in a an entire field full of wallabies that are sleeping oh, wallabies <laughs> it's a it's adorable you get a kawaka come up to you ask for a selfie <laughs> it just looks like it looks like woodstock it just, it just looks, it's a it's just a fantasy land. just all passed out <sighs> it's a fantasy land i get why flat earthers think that australia isn't real would you think that it's real? I don't think so. I mean, I want to go there. <laughs> I do, too. That's my I number do. one place I want to visit. That's funny, because that was uh, one of my other words that I was going to choose here. That was going to be one of my questions, is what is where you want to go. So I kind of got a two for one here. <laughs> um, last but not least, the wombat. How much do you know about wombats? What's your baseline on these guys? Uh, not a lot. Okay. Uh, I want to say that, no, I know nothing. Okay, these dudes have some of the most interesting facts about them, I would say. Overall, maybe not the most interesting, the most cute, the most prolific, whatever, but they have the most interesting facts. So, the wombat, when they are threatened, their defense mechanism is to dive into their burrow and to block the entrance with their butt. Oh, okay. Uh, a, yeah, so I said that, you know, a lot of marsupials' tails hold their fat. Right. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that they're the base of their tail 
usually terminates in a lot of cartilage. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is this thing's defense mechanism, is that big, massive cartilage on their butt. So they block their hole. (laughs) Block their hole with their other hole. (laughs) (laughs) They block their hole with their hole. They block their burrow with their butt because it's it's cartilage. It's very resistant to scratches and bites. Yeah. Uh, But the interesting thing is, even if the predator gets past their butt they have such strong legs that their defense mechanism then turns into crushing the predator into the ceiling of their den with their butt oh just so just there's just wombats in the ground doing squats everywhere essentially yeah (laughs) yeah they are they are dumb you got you got wombats that look like summer ray out there just China just wear, wearing those spa- uh, those legging spandex, just doing gym squats all day long. Yep, yep. yep. Put them in those <laughs> shaping spandex pants. Man, they are going viral on TikTok every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the negative, there's not, there wasn't much negatives, uh, but I chose their poop. <laughs> uh, their their oh. poop is their their poop is cube shaped. Wait, wait, they got a wreck. They have a square ass. I guess. What the I don't hell? know how it works. I mean, if it's cube shaped, they got actually. They just got a I square bother, turd cutter in there. I didn't bother uh, looking this up either. I'm going to go ahead and Google this right now because this is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a cube. Those are sure as hell cubes. <laughs> like, picture a square cookie cutter that's just a text to get the wombat's yeah, ass man. Just, yeah man oh man all right that's it that's the 10 okay so now we're putting them uh, in order now we're putting them in in a tier list yeah okay individually or together uh individually i don't think there's a need for a, a timer on this i'll i'll refresh your memory if you need you know to be reminded of how cool or shitty any of these dudes are yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can just sort of go ahead and do it at your own pace. I've already started. All right. This is a lot easier than I expected it to be because you helped. You know, like you explained everything and I was very, yeah. very helpful. Well, yeah, I couldn't expect you to know what a fucking Bilby is. So let's see where we're at. Yeah, let's take a look. Pull yours up too. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. All right. You got, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I went back and forth on whether the numbat should be S tier or not. Numbat is too dope. Dude, he's just, he's just a, a cute combination of awesome creatures. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, the other one's just too adorable not to be up there. Yeah. The Quokka. Like, I I'm, get that, I'm, he might I make, I might make one make a guest appearance in the, the episode art. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Just seems fake. It's too Instagram famous. For me, true. <laughs> wombats My, just made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Mom, wombats are pretty cool. They mm-hmm. really are. They really are a tier. We're in agreement on the wombat. Mm-hmm. And you have oh, you have possum. The opossum is s tier. Huh? Yeah, yeah, man. They're just so cool. I have maybe it's my personal experience with them, being that they took care of those stupid. Yeah, well, I feel like the useful utility me. made made you appreciate yeah. them more than most people. They they really. They don't get the love that they deserve, especially here in North America. Like the the possum is kind of some bullshit, but the opossum just that little extra, that little extra O, and they're very useful. Um, I'm not sure if they have them in Australia, so maybe we don't. They don't 
people don't think of them as marsupials. People think of them as like rodents. And there's some crossover between rodents and marsupials, but possums are cool. That's my hill to die on, I think, is possums are good guys. Hmm. I, I, I can respect it. Yeah. So let's see. We I have the numbat in A. Like I said, I debated going S or A for that. And we're in agreement in A on the sugar glider and wombat. Yep. And then I have the koala. Because they're just the, they're just cute and they're the classic marsupial. Yeah, they are. I don't I I don't think they're very cute. I think they're adorable. I maybe that's my marsupial hot take, but I don't think they're that cute. <laughs> I think also a cuteness plays a bigger factor in me liking things than you. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're like yeah. this thing saved me from bees. I'm like that thing's adorable. <laughs> I also a, Opossums can be cute too. No, I don't know. No, I like them. No. I like how they look. Well, liking how they look and being cute are two different things. I don't know. They're just so cute. They got those sharp teeth, but no. they're not gonna bite you or anything. Yeah, they very well could. No, they won't. They're very, they're very docile. You could have an opossum as a pet. Yeah, I'm good, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. I totally I have get that. possums and B because of the utility. So like, they're they're cool because they're useful. Mm. But I would, I'm indifferent about ever seeing one in my life. That's fair. Again, That's fair. I guess. I mean, I've seen them before, but yeah, I have the Kuwaka in B just because it's a it's a gold digger, <laughs> um, and the Tasmanian Devil. Um, it's cool. I think it's cute because I also think that brown bears are cute, and this is just a tiny brown bear or black bear, rather. Yeah. Um, and they're just ferocious little things. I love them. They're they remind me of. If a black bear and a badger had a baby, yeah. it's the Tasmanian devil. I don't know. I just think that they were kind of lackluster. Like they had yeah, the... I get that. That's why you have them in C. Yeah, I just couldn't. They're like, I don't dislike them, but it's like like the kangaroo. They're just kind of eh. Yep, yep. basically. Because I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. The kangaroo is definitely It's like outworn C-tier. as welcome. It's like... I guess they're they're like the poster they're like the poster child. Yeah. But I don't know. They're actually not that interesting. I had a hard time. Maybe this is also my perspective, but I had a hard time figuring out like facts about kangaroos. Like they're they're drowning, they're you know, vicious drowning defense mechanism and they can't move backwards are basically the most interesting things about them. Yeah. Other than that, they just kind of Other than the videos of the the one kangaroo getting slapped yeah. by the other dude that <laughs> tried yep. to take his, go after his dog. <laughs> yeah, kangaroo's got the dog in a headlock. The dude just bops it. Yeah, that's the yeah. most interesting thing about kangaroos. Yeah, I agree. Also, I got the bilby in C tier. Yeah, I got them in um, D. I just yeah, they're funny looking, and that was the most interesting thing for me. Yeah, I think this is the one where cuteness has played the most effect. Into my choice, other than sugar gliders, actually. Sugar gliders are incredibly cute, and they earn A. But the Bilby is cute enough to earn C tier. You know, C's to get degrees. Um, even though they're just kind of useless, and they yeah. may be the Easter mascot in Australia. Uh, so yeah, then we'll move on to... You have them in D. Yeah, because... That's I get. Okay, so they're, they would have been in F, because they're basically just like a discount kangaroo. Okay. But the whole scenario of stumbling onto a field full of them made me laugh too much for me to put them in half. <laughs> that was that was Wallaby. Oh, is that what you were talking about? I was still I was still in the Bilby. 
Oh, no, I was talking about Wallaby. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think I'm I'm right there with you on the wallaby. Um, except that I don't know. Even seeing like a field full of them wouldn't be that interesting to me. So they aren't F tier for me. Uh I didn't do my D tier though. Koala's D tier. It The disrespect. It's just I don't know. They're not that interesting. They're they're just cute. I guess. Not really. I don't think they are. No, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. They're not cute. I think they're cute. D tier. D tier. They like 80% of them have chlamydia. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> Please tell me that's a fact you read somewhere and you just didn't spit that off the dome. No, it absolutely is a fact. <laughs> they're um <laughs> it's not as funny as it sounds. I uh, mean John it is Oliver. pretty funny. <laughs> It's not really. John Oliver made a joke about it on his show one time, and then uh, an Australian zoo like made a named a koala chlamydia clinic after him. Um, but it is actually like a serious problem in the koala community. Like, <laughs> I thought there you are were going to say that they named the koala chlamydia. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, no, no, no. They named it after John Oliver. So there's the John Oliver Australian Koala Chlamydia Institute or something like that, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, man, koalas, they're, they're kind of too stupid to survive, honestly. Like, yeah. they only, they have this big, you know, they only eat eucalyptus, which is fine. There's 700 species, but they're also picky about the types of eucalyptus that they want to eat. And... They're, they're just fucking sexual deviants going around giving each other chlamydia all the time. So they're literally like, the human of mar- the humans of marsupials. I don't know, man. They're picky eaters. Even, There's tons of options, but they don't eat all of it. They're sexual deviants. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the they're the preteens of uh, marsupials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I have. Wallaby and F tier. I think I already said that. So that's where we are. Um, I don't know what to do with this at this point. I'm hoping that if we have some listeners out there who feel like taking some time out of their day, um, I will post the link to the tier list on our Twitter, maybe. Yeah. Where should I do it? I should put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it Go there ahead. and in, on the Twitter when we announce yeah, the man. episode. So yeah, let's. Let's do that. I'll put it down in the show notes. Go ahead and click on there. If you're not into that or you don't know where to find those, head on over to Twitter. Uh, click on the tier list, screenshot it, send it in to me. I'll try to, if we get you know responses, I'll compile a list and make a definitive tier list that I will announce at the beginning of the next episode. Noise. And I think that's Ooh. where I finish. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I do like you want to die like on or. I do like this idea of getting them involved and get them to do the tier list. That's uh, that'd be fun if you guys do them and tweet them back at us, so we can see what everybody's take on yeah, for marsupials sure. is. I expect uh, a lot of a lot of strong opinions, a lot of hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I guess we'll stumble yeah. into my word then. Um, my word this week is grill, because it's summer mm-hmm. and who doesn't love grilling and yeah. grilled food. Um. And that's all I can think about when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's that could be a good conversation. So I'm going to start out by asking you, what item can you cook the best or is your favorite to cook on a grill? Can I cook the best? Yeah. Can you cook the best or is your favorite? As in, like, you think it comes out the best or it's your favorite thing to make? Mm. Or I guess technically um, you could, if you wanted, you could say what your favorite thing that Cole makes on there. 
I'm I'm gonna go a little unorthodox on this. I, I think you're expecting meat out no, of this. No, I'm expecting whatever. Yeah. I mean so, so many things. I think the thing the thing that tastes the best on the grill versus other ways of cooking it is corn. Yeah. Like grilled corn just phenomenal is yeah it's really just a a cut above like boiled or even roasted uh dude i used to get when there was a food truck and when i lived in north carolina that i could get uh grilled street corn Mm. when they put i've been seeing yeah i've been seeing that's like a like a butter and everything all over it oh it's so good mm. Yeah, that's a that's a hot thing is the Mexican street corn. I've been seeing that a lot lately. The a couple um Hello Freshes that we've gotten lately have you know had street corn as marketing. Honestly, we just fry it up. But it's fine. It's it's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'd have to say it's gotta be steak. Mm. I yeah. there's just something about mm-hmm. the char marks on a steak yep. that just Yep brings joy to my mouth yeah it steak was a close second for me it's like uh, it's transformative on a grill but you can get that like in a pan too so that's i think why i didn't choose it because you you can't get the equivalent with corn yeah yeah i guess that's true i don't know i just there's something about it on a grill that's just so Mm -hmm. good that's probably my my favorite thing to to make yeah. on a grill for sure. Uh, I get have, that. I get that. Do you have a favorite summertime food? Like something that you really only eat during the summer, or I had a hard time thinking about this. Makes you think of it. I don't think there's anything that I only eat in summer, but the only thing that other people in my life make during the summer is mac salad. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, it, that's like a summer thing. Nicole or her mother. You know, summer hits. And we got to have, you know, our first mac salad of the season, which yeah. is really, really good. And, you know, there's uh, just like anything homemade, you know, it just comes out a little fresher, a little lighter and I don't know, just a little nicer than stuff that you'll get in the store. Like mac salad that you get at a restaurant, maybe oily. They may use Miracle Whip. Yeah. But mm, a good mac, a good homemade mac salad, so good. I'm, I'm not a you? big mac salad fan at all. Not not my cup yeah? of tea. Yeah, well, you don't like mayo that much, right? Which is so weird. And I'm, I'll lead into another question. So pause on the mayo. Um, but mine, I feel like a lot. Either not a lot of people are gonna have heard of it or even had it, but it immediately okay. makes me think of summer, and that is you're st- Mandarin. You're still streaming. So yeah, it's so Mandarin you, orange jello salad. Yeah. Have you ever had it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. My grandmother always used to make it. So like any t- we would always used to get together for mm-hmm. Memorial Day, 4th of July, all those different events. And this was like her go-to dish that she would make. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a light, fresh, dreamsicle yeah. mousse, basically, with chunks of mandarin orange in it. And now, it, is this... um. Is it made with like Cool Whip or whipped cream? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's made with like whipped cream okay. or Cool Whip. Yeah, uh, mandarin orange, like orange Jello packet, uh, mm. diced up mandarin oranges. Okay, um, and she I would, she would do some co- some like portion of cottage cheese in hers for texture. Ooh. Um, and it was phenomenal. Like the, all the recipes I found don't have the online don't have the yeah. cottage cheese, but it added a really good note to it it yeah. gave it a little bit of like tart 
when you would get chunks of it sometimes, and it gave it good texture, so it wasn't just like mousse. Yeah, and it yeah, counterbalanced I, I get the orange really well. I I am into that, so I can imagine what this tastes like. I'm I'm more familiar with like an ambrosia salad. Yeah, which um, has the cherries and yeah, it has yeah. the fruit fruit salad mm-hmm. and the canned fruit salad. So cherries, yep. and then you also put in like sliced almonds. Yeah, uh, but I I do know what this tastes like now, given that you know I can picture what a orange slice out of an ambrosia salad tastes like um mm-hmm. and putting in that cottage cheese flavor in there and a little tanginess yeah right? that sounds good yeah yeah it, it i am into that it definitely really is but bring back the the mayo your mayo point because uh you beat mm-hmm. me you beat me to it that's gonna be uh my thing that people love that i hate but, okay so when i was younger it was all mayo I hated it, but it was because I had only experienced like the shitty fast food mayonnaise or, you know, your generic store mayonnaise. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't like the film that it leaves in my mouth. Yeah, I get may- not liking mayonnaise for texture reason. But like a homemade aioli or something, I can get down with. And I like mm-hmm. other sauces that use mayo in it. It's just yeah. that shitty store mayonnaise texture, the greasiness that it leaves in my mouth, mm. I, I don't like. What about you? Is there I a food that you recent, dislike well, that everyone does? I'll, I'll say this on, on the mayo topic. Uh, I just recently bought QP mayonnaise, uh, so, uh, which is like a... It's like a Japanese mayonnaise that's only made with egg yolks and not the whites. I see that all the time. There's a guy I watch, Sam the Cooking Guy on YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. he always talks about that. And now I've seen it in multiple other things. So I think it's well, pretty high grade. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell I haven't actually tried it yet, but as soon as I do, I will report back to you and tell you if it you know, does that filmy thing. Because I get what you're saying with that. It just doesn't bother me as much as you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a food that I hate that everybody else loves. Is that what we're on? Yep. Um, I think for me it's tomato. Yeah, I'm right there uh, with you. I dislike tomato as well. Yeah. R- raw tomato, like a cooked tomato, even a sun-dried tomato, I think yeah. I kind of like. But something about that raw tomato flavor, just not great. I know that most people say that it's the texture, but even if I have just the flesh and get rid of the slime. See, I, I feel like, like I was it. thinking about this because we talked about this not too long ago. Right. And I've come to think about this, the biting into it it's like a more watery version of a watermelon with a tomato taste like it's not what? super strong so it's something like a watermelon but nothing like a watermelon is what you just said <laughs> yeah i don't know how to explain what what i guess what i'm thinking but like you know how like a watermelon is mostly water like there's it's not a way the what a regular watermelon taste is not like your watermelon jolly rancher like in your face yeah. watermelon flavor i feel like that's what biting into like a tomato is like versus like a tomato sauce is much more vibrant and not just like watered down tomato. Okay. That was, okay. A, that was a long roundabout way of explaining it, I guess. But I think that's probably like tomatoes themselves <laughs> water themselves down. <coughs> I don't think it's a good way of explaining it. <laughs> you're know. saying you, you're saying you like a concentrated tomato flavor. That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I couldn't couldn't Ooh, get out what was, I was thinking. It was a long way to go, but at least it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get I get what you're I I think I do get what you're saying. <laughs> you just 
maybe the worst possible example because watermelon flavor also doesn't taste like watermelon. No, but that's true. Like, yeah, a, a concentrated tomato flavor, like if you if you puree it and cook it down and, you know, really get it concentrated, like, yeah, that's the flavor that we're after. Um, and yeah, like, I'm, uh, it was like, I'm, a t- you know, I'm Italian. I grew up Italian. And I think there was a while when I was a kid that I didn't even like tomato sauce. Like I feel like, that was about the time when people were trying to get me to like tomato. They would give me like a tomato with salt and pepper on it and I would just spit it out and then I could actually identify it in the sauce. And I'm like, I don't like this. Mm. And then I got over that because, you know, that's 50, that was 50% of my diet as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I had to get over it. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be a rough one to to not. There's a lot of people like that, though, that like ketchup, that like, you know, tomato sauce stuff, but Mm -hmm. don't like tomatoes themselves. I feel like that's a really common one. The only time I like ketchup is I'm coming around on ketchup. I didn't like ketchup for a long time. It's surprising. Period. Um, But I I like I always liked ketchup with Burger King's fries specifically. Hmm. Um. But I think I'm coming around on it a lot. I've had it, you know, with more fries lately. And I think I like it more than I've given myself credit for in the past. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at with ketchup, at least. Yeah. So, we'll move into the opposite question now. What is something mm-hmm. that you love that everyone hates? This one was hard for me when you put it on here. Um, I don't really know. The closest answer that I came to was olives. Um, yeah, that's definitely. I don't think that's. One. I don't think that's particularly true. Like a lot of people like olives. I do. I but love olives. the people who black olives. I don't people, like green olives. Yeah, a lot of people like olives, but a lot of people who don't like olives absolutely we hate, hate yeah. olives. Yeah. Um. So I think that's where I'm coming from on this answer. It's not a great answer, but it's it's where I'm going. Olives. I I like most olives. Um. Mine's up. Mine's maybe one. Maybe one day we'll make a olive tier list. Uh, and I'll put Kalamata in D. Yeah. But. <laughs> Mine's black licorice. I love it. And there's a good okay. portion of the world that hates it. I, I don't love, like it on its own. I love Jaeger. I love black yeah. licorice candy. Like the hard candies. I love black licorice itself. I like d- the d- black licorice Necco wafers. Those are my favorite ones out of the okay. pack. Like I love black licorice. I don't like black licorice on its own, but it is a good flavor in a lot of things. The The drink that I had to start this night uh, that I've finished at this point is I can't actually remember what it's called, but it's absinthe and uh, orgeat, which is a almond syrup. And I like that mainly because the absinthe has a lot of licorice in it. Yeah. Like that's the main flavor of absinthe that people don't really realize is licorice. Yeah. Um, so I like that, and another one of my favorite spirits, chartreuse, has a lot of licorice. It's like licorice and pepper are the main flavors. Um, while you were here, did I have you try the Fernet Branca? Mm, is that the stuff that I brought out? No, no, no. No, no you had Next me time try, you're out here. Let me try the, what is it, Chambord or whatever you said it was. Sh- yeah, Chambord's a black raspberry yeah. uh, liquor. But Fernet Branca is a liqueur. So it's not very high proof. And I guess in San Francisco, it's popular as a shot the way that Jaeger is popular as a shot everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but Fernet Branca also incorporates peppermint into mm. it. So it's like licorice and peppermint. 
Oh, that sounds good. It is really good. I've actually had a Jaeger and peppermint schnapps uh, shot before, and that yeah, was really good. good. And the the Fernet Branca just like sort of combines that with a lot of other herbiness in mm. it. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's all to say that I'm actually coming to appreciate black licorice as a flavor more than I did um, in the past. But I still, I get where you're coming from. I still don't like it on its own. I absolutely love it. But it's yeah. a common thing. There's a ton of people that absolutely hate it. I feel like it yeah. is that thing for most people. It's either you love it or hate it. But it's definitely yeah. my number. If it, if it if a flavor of something is available in that black licorice, there's a good chance I'm getting it. Like the candy canes. The mm. at, there's a place in North Carolina that had black licorice ice cream. It was really good. Ooh. Yeah, that actually does. That actually sounds good to me. Yeah, it was very good. I like black or I like I do like it as a component of other flavors. So like thinking of like a vanilla ice cream base with black licorice in it. Oof, that sounds good. Yeah. So we'll move on to a, a couple more questions that I had about, you know, food related stuff. Uh, if you could only eat one food item or meal, I guess we could say for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? OK, so this isn't like a singular food. This is like like you said, a meal. Yeah, okay. so I mean, like, you can't be like, well, I want steak and potatoes and this blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, Got it. I feel like those are separate. But, like, if you are like, you know, I want chicken parm. Chicken parm is its okay. own thing. Okay, okay, okay. Then I, I felt like I was cheating when I was thinking of this, but it's burger for me. Like, a burger. Okay. Like, that's that's easily it. I don't know if, I don't know if it's cheating to say because a burger can be whatever you make of it. Um, but even like just even just like a, a plain built burger with ketchup, mustard and mayo on it. So I, I can agree with that. I, thinking about this question after I put it down on the list, I really started to like try to dig into it and it made me realize something. So, yeah, I, I will first start off, say, with say by saying minus pizza, uh, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you probably could have guessed. But that probably is a lot of people's. I feel like the majority when you think about like the majority of like good foods, like Foods that you would hear people pick, hamburger, like a burger, pizza, tacos, all these top tier foods, like the things like the normal things that you would say from a cultural thing, like, uh, you know, American for burger, the, uh, that style of thing is something that could house something else. It's like you could put whatever you want in a taco. It's just a shell to hold something. You can put what any, any toppings you want on a pizza and it can be good. So I can have a pizza and put whatever I want on it, and it's still a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all these foods that are super popular, and you think about it, they're just really good at holding other things. Yeah. It's funny because where where does that stop being like the food that it is? Like you know, yeah. pizza is some sort of sauce and cheese on bread, right? Mm-hmm. But like, at what point down the ladder does a burger stop being a burger? Can you call? Can you just say sandwich? Yeah. To this question, because you can put whatever you want on a sandwich. I feel like you can a fried, including a fried like a fried burger. beef patty. Yep. I really <laughs> think you could. That's the weird thing when you really think about it. Is like, you can make just about anything into something else if you want to. Yeah. So that was my thought process is like, there's just a lot of cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that's, like that's if, if you wanted to make it tough, you'd have to be like, you can only have pizza with tomato sauce and cheese. 
Yeah, it has to be one. And you can only have combination a, a, of the thing. A burger on a on a white yeah bun. I I with think cheese, that's ketchup, where, mustard, and onions and pickles, and that's the only way you can have. Yeah, it. I think that's where my line is cheating for cheating with this question is it has to be like if you choose a food like a burger a complex food that has a carb and a meat and sauce it has to be one variation of that recipe yeah if you choose pizza it has to be you know flour bread with tomato sauce and cheese and pepperoni and only that you can't say pizza and be like well today i want a chicken bacon ranch today i want taco pizza yeah exactly. <laughs> today i want chicken riggy pizza yep to today i want um like a seafood scampi pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah that becomes cheating uh speaking of uh i feel like you would you would really like uh this pizza in god sally's i think it's called in connecticut mm. Either Sally's or no, it might be uh hmm, the other one. God, I can't think of the name. One of the top rated places in Connecticut. They have a white clam pizza. I've heard of that before. Yeah, it's like a big thing I, out there, and it's supposed to be really good. Obviously, I couldn't eat it, but I feel like because uh, you like clams and stuff, right? I think so. I've really only had like fried clams. Yeah. And I think I ordered clams like a dozen clams once, but I don't really have a lot of experience with clams, honestly. I would love to do that sometime though, and obviously I don't want to try that. But just take a. We should, if you guys are down, maybe just like the, me and Nicole take a trip to Connecticut, and there's like six or seven like super high-rated pizzerias. That's very funny. Because I would love to try all of them. I know that like other areas, because we live in New York, right? So we are kind of stuck. Even upstate, we're stuck in that sort of paradigm of, hey, your pizza's a pizza. And like, you, you can't you can't put a pineapple on the pizza. Yeah. But other places, they just get wild on it. Uh, I know that like Korean pizza places are just like, whatever. As long as it has a cheese and it's on some bread, it's a pizza. Um, and even closer to home. Like, I know that Boston Pizza Kitchen is a thing, right? Yeah. And I think they have some wild combinations. So maybe that's what the Connecticut thing is, because they're closer to Massachusetts. Uh, I'm not sure it's funny that It's funny that, pe- that, that Connecticut seems to be a pizza hotspot. Yeah, I don't know exactly why why that is the case. Um, but I'm, I'm th- I don't know if it's just because you have, like, the competing thing with like new york and new jersey being right there and then you know they want to be like their own so they're they're more common or more famous for like a cold coal fire styled real thin pizza yeah 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 i get you uh let's move on to your next question so i know you're into uh drinks quite heavily as far as like you like to try a different bunch of different stuff if you could yeah maybe maybe heavily is not the best way to put it it makes me sound like a lush (laughs) <laughs> true i do like to try a lot of different things i don't even mean just alcohol though like yeah. you just tried a bunch of different stuff but That's if you could true. could recommend or what is your favorite summertime beverage like something that either mm. makes you think of summertime or is refreshing and that's like your go-to. Yeah. Um, you put like adult and non-alcoholic on the dock. So I'll, I think I'll choose one from each. Okay. Uh, the non-alcoholic is going to be harder for me than the uh, <laughs> alcoholic ones. 
because it's it's easy if if liquor is involved it's it's gonna be the paloma yeah you really love Uh, them huh yeah i mean i had i tried it for the first time maybe two years ago or something like that um with some you know crummy tequila and like bottled lime juice and it's just good pretty much in any you know variation that you have it like you get cheapo cheapo tequila and like you know ocean spray cranberry juice and bottled lime juice and still good uh but i'd like to this year my goal is to try it with like a fresh squeezed uh grapefruit juice because yeah bougie like that i guess these days and i know you Um, made one for nicole while i was there but did you try one with the mm -hmm. new tequila i tried that one Okay. I be, I try almost all drinks that I make for other people. <laughs> you just straw it out just a little. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I tried it with that. It was really good. Um, my th- thing about Palomas is they're they're basically just they're just so easy. Yeah. Uh, especially like you could you know do whatever you want with it. I I kind of like using flavored sodas with them. Like yeah. I've tried it with you know just when I was out of lime juice, I would do it with just grapefruit juice. And then use like a lime LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, just as good. It's a little different, but just as good. Yeah, Paloma's and a really good base for things. Like you could yeah. add a lot to it to yep. donate it into something completely different, but it's a really good base. Yep. And because it's topped with seltzer, it's watered down, so it's not very heavy. If you want to spend a day drinking them, yeah. you know, you can. You're not going to get sloshed. Uh, so, unless you're, super, yeah, unless I, you're really heavy, pour the tequila. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And a lot of tequila-based drinks are served with ice, yeah. too. Um, I think that makes them great for summer drinks. Yeah, I would Especially agree. if you're willing to put the effort into making a cocktail out of them and not just, you know, dumping liquor in a mixer into a cup. Yep. Um, but for non-alcoholic, that's harder. It's really hard to compete with lemonade yeah, good lemonade is really, really refreshing. Yeah. Lemonade is just so good. But I will say that I have had these, I don't know, I find them in the international aisle. These drinks, they're like a coconut milk drink. Mm-hmm. They have these like, I don't know, gelatin cubes in them. Hmm. So, uh, but th- those have been really good lately. I I can't figure out a brand, hmm. what brand they are. I can't figure out where to buy them online, but I find them in Wegmans. Uh, huh. And those are good. They can be just like they're. Ban- I find a banana flavored one, uh, melon flavored, mango flavored, which I don't get because I don't really like mango. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just a coconut flavored one, and they're all really good, nice light uh, summer drinks. Yeah. So I think for me, for my non-alcoholic one, I feel like it's tough to like really yeah. narrow it down. I mean, there's just yeah so many good stuff, but it. it I, I feel like it does have to come down to lemonade. I'd have to it's, agree it's with so you. So hard just, to beat. It's because it's kind of like the same. The lem- a good, lemonade is kind of like a Paloma when you think about it. Like it's good. It's good, and it can stand on its own because it's good. But it's also a really good base. Yeah. Like you could put a lot of stuff into it and make it into an, an uh, you know an enhanced lemonade, and you're just like wow. Oh yeah. That really hits the spot. So like even like uh, what you can get away with calling lemonade, like the yeah. Calypso drinks. Yep. Are all lemonades, but you try that blue raspberry one. Yeah, it's not very lemony. No, no. So I, I just think that that it's just too classic. It's just too refreshing. There's a reason that the kids were selling quarter cups at a stand back as long as yep. we could remember in our uh, history. Yep. And for me, I think alcoholic. I don't know. 
Like, <sighs> something about a seltzer mm-hmm. just is perfect. It's watery. <sighs> they're wa- yeah, exactly. They're just they're light. They're yeah. like I know a lot of people hate like people hate White Claw. A lot of people do. Although, yeah, people they, just want to feel superior. Yeah, I, I like that White Claw is not ultra sweet. Yeah, in comparison, where like people have like the Trulies and stuff, they're just too sweet for me. I yeah. like that it's kind of dull and not super flavorful, but just enough. But it's just like crisp and refreshing. It's just there and it's palatable and not heavy. Because like when it's hot out, I don't want something heavy. Right. So those are probably my go-to. If not, it would. It would have to be like a Caribou Lou or a Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. If I could yeah, get, I get think, one sitting out by the pool, that would be my. I think a staple of the summertime drink is something that is served with ice. Yeah. You know, like a pina colada. Yeah. I thought of for this too. Um. But yeah, the the seltzer is a good choice because it's it's watery, and people like to feel superior by saying like, "Oh, it doesn't taste like anything." It does have a taste it's just not sweet yeah which people think is what flavor is but you know i'll talk to anybody who will listen to it about how hard it is to find a drink in america that is not sweet yeah you're ultra sensitive to sweetness too i've noticed i I like it it's just there's a time and a place for it for me yeah so like Oh, think, I think, think you of pick a, up stuff that I that I don't necessarily pick up because mm, it just tastes like sweet to me. Right. That's what I that's what I think is people think that sweet is, you know, taste. Yeah. Suddenly doesn't have taste if it's not sweet. But try to think of a drink that is not sweet. Not even not even alcoholic. Ice alcoholic tea. or non alcoholic. Nope. That's usually sweetened. Like you can get an unsweetened one. Yeah. I I normally get unsweetened. Yeah. Okay. I find more and more places do have I don't tea, like sweet tea. But it's it's also what has made tea so popular worldwide is that it tastes good without being sweetened. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my little sweet drink rant. <laughs> it's a good one though. I'm going to I'm going to get off of it cuz I can talk about this for too long. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I guess those would be our, our drinks. One of the uh the other things I was thinking about too was, I guess it could be local or a chain. But is there like mm-hmm. a go-to spot for you for some food in the summertime? Like, what's the what's the food that you want to go get in the summer? Yeah, I I don't know if I have something like this. No. Um, I know in you know where we grew up, uh, Utica. Like, there's at least one place that is only open during the summer because it's just a roadside thing. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any places like that out here. So I don't think there's any place that I would limit myself to only getting in the summertime. Um, I think, all the I places think that's that I wrong. can think I think of. there's one that you're not thinking of that I know that you enjoy that's only open during the summer. You may not I have mean, been to it, very, the silo. Oh, I, I think that's open year round. They have an outdoor space that they like tape off and put heaters out. Uh, I don't deck. know. I just remember at one point you said that they weren't open when I was going to. Oh, out and try uh, with you. that was, I don't know. That was back in college. Yeah. Um, we've gone back since then and they had the heaters. Uh, okay. What we thought was an out off time of year. So I don't know if they're open year round now or maybe not. Yeah. But, uh, I haven't been back there years. Mm. Um, it's been literal years now that we've been back there, especially since the since the quarantine we haven't been back so that's at least two years 
Yeah. I just remember you praising it highly <laughs> when you were in college. Yeah. They were they were really good. But that's again out toward Buffalo. Yeah. Um we have to make a trip out there to get that if we want it. I, I don't think there's anything out here in Rochester yeah. like that. If there if there is, I haven't found it yet because Rochester's like not a city that opens itself up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not pouring out its soul like Utica. Yeah, yeah. Or Utica, you you are required to find the holes in the wall. Yeah, um, so true. But yeah, Rochester, you can just you can just deal with chains or at least like small franchises. Yeah, um, and that can do for you for a while. But all the places that I think of when I think of this question. Are in Utica. It's Voss or uh, Ice Cream Factory. Yeah, it's Voss for me, man. There's just something about a chili cheese dog in the summer. Yep. That just makes me know it's yeah. summertime. It's those pork barbecues for me. Yeah, that's their popular stuff. I don't know. There's just something about it. I wonder if that's just just a thing for us. I wonder how Maybe many other is. people experience that. I don't know. I mean, Maybe it is just an artificial scarcity thing. It's there. <laughs> They're the Nintendo of restaurants. But I think I, I think for that situation, it's like there's no other place to get a chili cheese dog really around here any other time of year. Like Yeah. It's just not there's not a lot of like hot dog places. Like down in North Carolina there was a place called PB's, which granted they don't really get winter, but it was open all the right. time. And that I used to get that all the time and it was a hole in the wall only takes cash and you know this was at this time it was like 2018 20 yeah 2018 still only taking cash mm. and like and it was only open for for you know like 10 till 7 mm. oh oh boy yeah yeah just uh it, i'm talking uh... i'm talking just lying around the building type deal but it was just yep. something about that and like you can't get that up here unless it's summer and you can go to boss yep i I know that Voss has like a local hot dog supplier. It may take some work, but could you find like another place that uses those hot dogs? Maybe they do a chili oh, cheese dog year round. There's just there's not a lot of places to just a hot dog is not a popular restaurant item. I don't feel like like you never unless uh, you're going to like DQ like we went to or Sonic. Maybe where, that's a Utica thing. I just I, it is. I mean, like, well, I think it, that's it definitely a thing because we have, definitely is. When you think yeah, about we have it. we have like major hot dog brand out here in Rochester, Zweigel's. They're just like. I mean, you could at, get one at Five Guys, I guess, but like, other yeah, than that's that, not the same. Other than that, there's no like. You think about food, you're going to get like Italian pizzeria. Yeah, I guess. There's just nothing like. There's, yeah, I don't there's know. not a I've, lot of American American food places where we live. You're right. I, I, um, you're right. I'm right. Who said it? I don't know. Uh, and I think it's a Utica thing because Rochester, we have Zweigel's. You go to a Rochester, you, you go to a Rochester restaurant out here, you can probably find a Zweigel's hot dog on the menu. Yeah. Um, in Buffalo, there's a chain called Ted's, I believe. It's just a hot dog restaurant. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it feels like that's just a. That it feels like Utica. Utica feel like it's a, it feels like there's like we're above the dog thing. Like nope, there's just not. God, I need to start yeah. just a hot go, dog restaurant. Or just all yeah, crazy at, hot dogs. You know what? It, it absolutely is. I'm just thinking around the around the state. You go down to Long Island, they have Nathan's hot dogs everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you go to New York City, you could literally walk or walk down the boardwalk you go and to, get Coney yeah, hot dogs like, all over the place. Watkins, the Watkins Glen race is sponsored by Salem's hot dogs. Like, 
There's just yeah. Well, I mean, then there's like Honest John's. I think is a new. Is a yeah. I think that's the one that Voss's. Yeah. Uses. Yeah, that, you could probably just find another restaurant that sources from Honest John's locally. And... That's the thing. There's just not a lot of places that that's even a thing. Mm. So I'm saying, like, I, go to weird. these places. Like, where are you going to order a hot dog? What about those like? Like maybe those, like, maybe they um, have them and it's on the kids menu. Those, the like old timey looking sort of restaurants, like, like that old, you might go diners. to a sock op, like Nicky Doodles or something. Yeah, they have. They them, gotta yeah. have hot dogs. They do. Yeah, there's one in Rome. The other one's closed. Oh wow! What about the thing they, that took its place? I don't know. They Never might mind. have it. It's not important. <laughs> yeah, it just man. I, I just realized that that's probably why because there's no. Yeah, that is that is very weird. I never thought of it. It's like you go to like Chicago and stuff like that's one of the things they're known for is like their hot dogs. Yeah. There's not even a Sonic. No, there's not. You can get a hot dog, a a DQ that you could get a hot dog. There's like. No, like you're you're not getting a chili cheese dog unless it's at Voss in this area. How weird. Yeah. I think that's probably why I associate it with it. And like that's my. Yes. My thing. Well, and it makes sense because you remember how much I loved your father's hot dog. When he would make them when we were younger, like yeah, with the the buttered buns that are yeah. grilled, and st- I love and those them. were the just... those were the cheapest, assiest hot dogs that you could exactly get. <laughs> like, but it's I mean that's basically how Vosses makes them, and they throw chili and cheese on top. Yep. Maybe next time you come out here, uh, I'll have to make you like as. Have you ever had a Zweigel's hot dog? The the times that you come out here. No, but because uh... Zweigel's are good. I'll have to make you one. If you like the cheap ones like that, then you'll like, then you really love Zweigel's. I like all. I haven't had a hot dog that I didn't like. I like, I would think Honest John's, Snappies. That's fair. Ballpark. Like, they're all, I mean, let's be honest. Hot dogs are not a real big delicacy. (laughs) They are what they are. Yeah. It's like bologna. You kind of just accept what it is and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to understand hot dogs or else they'll get the best of you. Yep. There's something about that chili cheese dog that is mm, perfect. Yep. I haven't found a good chili to do like a homemade chili cheese dog. Gotta make it, man. Uh, I'm telling you. That's what we should do next time I come out. Let's just make chili. Yeah, probably. Chili cheese dogs. Yep. We'll make our own chili, grill hot Do you like beans? No. Do you like beans in your chili? Beans have no place in chili. Good, good. You got that. At least you got picked up that from the Southerners. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. Absolutely not. (laughs) And when you put beans in it, it's not a chili. It's just like a stew. No. Chili has one form of protein. Yeah. It's either meat or it's beans. I'm just, no. Mm-mm. Gotta be meat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Would, yeah. No. All right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about, or should we start wrapping it up? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can think of. No, I, I think that's probably the, the end of it. Uh, all my brain dump for, for grill for this week. I think we touched on everything. Yeah, that was a cool topic. It's it's nice. It's a nice way to ease us into summer since I know we don't get that in New York. It goes from you know it could snow next week and then it could be ninety. Oh yeah, Saturday ninety. Ugh. Is it supposed to be? It was this last Saturday. Oh yeah, that's true. And I was four hours. It's hard away for me to tell. Outside. It's hard for me to tell temperature above like eighty two. Above eighty two, it's just hot to me. Just unbearably <laughs> hot. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's hit some with some acknowledgments. I acknowledge Josh Wardle, the original creator of Wardle, and then uh, Freddie Meyer, the creator of Quartle. 
uh, which we are based upon. Uh, you can find him at Cordal on Twitter. If you enjoy this show or you play Cordal, be sure to donate a coffee to him. Helps him add new features to this as well as uh, expand the uh, the Cordal family by adding merch and stuff into it, which I'm excited for. Uh, that'd be be fun to have Cordal shirt or something to just kind of uh, associate yeah. with this. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be jumping on that as soon as it comes out. Um, you can follow us on our socials, uh, Twitter. We are at Quirt on the Street, Q-U-O-R-D on the S-T. Uh, Instagram, we're Quirt on the Street. Spell it all out. Same on YouTube slash Quirt on the Street. If you're listening to us over there, like, subscribe, and comment. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Good Pod, Spotify, whatever, go ahead and leave us a review so that we get it seen. Uh, it really helps, is what I'm told. <laughs> Definitely We're does. waiting for our first review. Definitely does. Yeah. And if you're, you're listening to it in some other format that doesn't give the option to leave a review or you just have something you want to uh, recommend to us, either a new style uh, of episode or a, a specific word that you think could have been cool and what you would have done with it or even the tier lists, uh, you can email those t- to us at uh, quirtonthestreet at gmail.com. Uh, we are working on a website that's going to be quirtonthestreet.xyz when that is finished. Um, I am working on that, so hopefully in the next week or so we'll have that up and running. Um, you can find us at our personal Twitters. I'm at I'm Scuzzy. That's right. <laughs> uh, I am S-K-U-Z-Z-E-Y. And I am at V underscore C. Spell out the underscore. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, we'll just ask you to get, get the, the cord out. out.